0: The Rush Hour with Bo Nerdly. Rush, 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 Rush. It is Friday WABC Talk Radio 77. In New York, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Nerdly, with you here. Hoping that your presence is indeed very pleasant. We have on the phone with us the Washington Times National Politics Correspondent, Susan Fruccio. Susan, thank you for joining us.
1: Hey, great to be on your show.
0: I am so glad you are here. I was uh, following your Twitter feed earlier today, and you were the first person that I saw that reported some of the financial parts of the negotiation that has taken place to flip votes in Kevin McCarthy's favor. Can you tell us and tell our audience, please, what it is that you were able to find out?
1: Well, a lot of what the holdouts want is some way for the Congress to operate in a way that will help control government spending. Republicans are in charge now, though there are some conservatives who have lost patience with uh, Republican majorities that have not worked harder to lower federal spending. For example, I think last year the government spent uh, far more than $6 uh, trillion, and they're on track for the same uh, in 2023, that's a lot of money. It's a lot more money than was spent, even you know, in the year pre-COVID when we were well under five trillion dollars. We're in the four trillion dollar range. So our spending has grown exponentially. So what I saw in the uh, offer from the Republican leadership and Kevin McCarthy to try to win over these holdouts was were ways to kind of guarantee that the House will at least be considering legislation that controls spending, that balances the budget within 10 years, that looks to reform mandatory spending programs that have also grown in an out of control way and in a way are not sustainable even uh, into the long-term future. So the various changes, it's all kind of what we call weedy when you're talking about Congress. But it's things like, you know, making sure uh, there's a balanced budget agreement and making sure that they don't vote on legislation that doesn't cut spending they want to reduce spending back to 2022 levels next year so that those will be big cuts and some people think that's hard to achieve especially people who want military spending to increase for national security purposes it'll be hard but the house can probably in the negotiation process win a smaller spending bill by starting off at a lower level than the Senate. That's usually how it works. The House starts at one level, the Senate starts at the other. They have to come to an agreement by compromise. This gives them a footing that gets spending at a lower level. So that's what these um, guarantees will do by getting the House kind of pledging to start at this lower level of spending. And again, that was one of the number one things that the holdouts really wanted to get a handle on which is making sure that we don't just pass like just recently the 1.7 trillion dollar they call it the omnibus spending package they don't want any more of that they want the house to make sure it votes on the bills independently and that there's more time to right right. well 12 bills right they want to make sure they 12 bills and occasionally there can be another bill outside of that so yes you're not you're not out of range there and then they also want to make sure that there's ample time. Sometimes they have these excuses where they can rush these thousands of thousands of pages of spending documents to this House floor. and People have to vote on it or the government will shut down. Well, now they want this guaranteed 72-hour period that will give people time to really um, take a crack at these gigantic bills and see what's in them and find out what they're voting for instead of just getting being under this pressure to keep the government open. So all of this is about – getting a handle on runaway government spending spending and i would say by looking at the offer from republican leaders from mccarthy that that's at the heart of what he has offered to them is helping the um, ensure that the house does get on that footing now that doesn't guarantee that any of this stuff will happen first of all everything has to pass the house there are four hundred thirty five members and then there will be you know two hundred and uh, 22 Republicans. So, not everybody can agree. Then you've got to get it to the Senate, which is run by Democrats. But in the negotiation process, it, it gets them at least at a lower starting point, And then ultimately, you end up with perhaps less federal spending. So, that was there the goal, I think, and that's what he presented.
0: Go ahead. There is something about the debt limit increase in here. And this was a bugaboo. This is one of the things that Hill right. reported yesterday. That right. that people were petrified that these same renegades, these same Taliban 20, these same horrible, evil Republicans that were gumming up the works would do the same thing when it came to the debt increase. And, oh, how awful this would be for government. And right. so now this debt limit, apparently, I think you reported that one of the things yeah, that I would happen. It. Go right. ahead. Well, what, what is that?
1: Well, there's two things. They eliminate... There's a way that you can automatically, improve. uh, when you pass a budget resolution, you can automatically increase the debt limit. They want to, that's called the Gephardt rule. They want to get rid of that. And then secondly, they're saying that they, that the Republican leadership or that the House, Republicans won't agree to a debt limit increase, which is is just increasing the nation's borrowing limit. That's what the debt limit is. They won't do it unless they get um, on discretionary spending, which is not Medicaid, not Social Security, but all the other stuff, unless they get an agreement. Um, In line with uh, budget resolution and some other fiscal reforms that are aimed at lowering the growth of federal spending. So you're not talking about cutting spending, but slowing the growth because every year the government grows spending and sometimes it grows it quite a bit like it has since the COVID pandemic and it really hasn't quite slowed down yet. So this is about saying we want to put the brakes on spending, and and we're not going to agree to it unless we get some caps. and now the the House has done this, and the Senate has done this before. They did it uh, more than ten years ago, and they did cap spending, and they did slow the inc- they slowed the increase of in spending, and there were savings there. For the government, so it's been done before. This is not something that's completely revolutionary, and that conservatives are off off their rockers as much as Democrats will try to make it sound that way. And again, this is not addressing um, Social Security, Medicaid, and Medicare, and other other non Other entitlement
0: spending. Yeah, correct. Now, one of the things that, but one of the things that underlines this is not part of these negotiations. Uh, you, You trigger this, and that is the baseline budgeting that is behind all of this. The idea that once you spend money, it's forever locked in the budget. And automatic increases. There's no business in America that operates with a baseline budget like this. Oh, we spent this much last year, so we at least have to spend that much next year. That's not the way the real world operates, but that is how Washington, and I learned that lesson from Rush Limbaugh, who broke it down for the first time for many of us on exactly why spending kept this out-of-control exponential path that it was on. Uh, that's, so that's not even being yeah. addressed here.
1: And that's very true. Um, but they do leave, they all open up and there's a new rule that would allow to uh, get rid of uh, accounts that are not being used to, to zero out accounts for various reasons. And that, that was eliminated a few years ago. They want to put that back in. It does give them some control to go in the budget and tackle some things. But you know what's at the heart of that? Um, all of that is not even just the formulaic way that increases happen within federal spending. And, and I think Rush addressed this too. I I've, 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 I've heard him talk about this. It's rare, very, 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 very hard for lawmakers in either party to cut spending or to really get a handle on spending because it, it means cutting some stuff in their districts. And I think that's why you have, you have this small but determined group, but they're a small group for that very reason, because cutting spending in the way that some people believe is absolutely necessary to keep uh, the economy healthy and keep our government on, you know, from collapsing under the weight of all its debt and deficit. The only way to do it is to, to slow down the government spending. And that's really tricky. Everything. We well, that's just the Democrats. They love to spend. You know, Republicans have a very hard time cutting. They may not want to spend um, at the level of Democrats, but they sure as heck are not super enthusiastic about cutting spending. And I think that's often at the heart of what happens in congress with these budget fights and eventually you know republicans are going along with some of these big bills and that's part of the reason why uh, secondly because they often get blamed for the government shutdowns and that gets them really you know spooked i guess about feeling <laughs> yes. like whoa, we can't if we keep doing this we're you know we're going we're, we're not going to be in government we'll be voted out well you know the public thinks we can't govern they'll blame us and it's all those things that contribute to what we have seen in these past few spending cycles, which is just humongous increases. Uh, and, again, we're on track with this last round to spend just so much more than we ever have. And, you know, a lot of people don't even quite understand what that means or want to understand what that well, you, means for the health of our, our government and our economy. You have our, done our a economy. wonderful job
0: here explaining to us, and I want to invite you back i don't want to just invite I'd you love to. back. I want to invite you back regularly so you can help us follow this new new congress okay Susan?
1: well, I would love to, yes, and thank you for inviting me on today. It was a real pleasure
0: thank you, my pleasure, James Golden here Bo nerder we're going to a break we're back we're going to take more of your phone calls i 'm glad to see Adam is still on the line. I want to give him i I took the last few minutes of the conversation with him. I want to give him a chance to respond. And your phone calls, to at 800-848-WABC. Headed back to you right after this. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly.